Dr. Kerry Cunningham from Panther Pediatric Dentistry has a quick message for you. Hey, Kerry, how long have you been using Kerasec? I've been using Kerasec since day one. We just celebrated four years of private practice ownership on November 28th, and Kerasec was here live and in the flesh with me on the first day that I saw patients, November 28th, 2018. Oh, okay. Why should people check out CareStack? CareStack is a very inclusive, all-in-one, one-stop shopping practice management software. Sure, they have integrations and agreements, different services that are a part of what makes them spectacular. I think you should utilize them. You do not want to get super duper tired of invoice after invoice after invoice after invoice and nickel and diming and having to rob Peter to pay Paul, one-stop shopping, really meets your needs. It's a very comprehensive platform in which you can modify and specify to meet your needs for your practice or your specialties. And it just really helps to, to make the processing your workflow pretty seamless once you really get it nailed down and you can maximize the information that you're putting in to really be able to tell how your practice is doing when you're getting reporting from the stuff that you're putting in coming out. Nice. Who's CareStack for then? CareStack is for us all. It's for the general practitioner. It's for the pediatric dentist. It's working more to get into the orthodontist and to some of the other specialties. But really, it's for anyone who is interested in providing that comprehensive care for their patients and not have to worry about different aspects or different service providers not functioning for that particular day, that you needed them to function so that CareStack knows X, Y, and Z. If CareStack is your everything, they do a really, really good job of minimizing down opportunities or down circumstances. Maybe it's happened twice in the four years that I've been a part of CareStack. And even still, if there was something about the system that went down, they are on it immediately. And I appreciate that. I love the usability. I love the ease in which you can charge, document, treatment plan, diagnose, send off prior authorizations, send out your claims in batch, reconcile your payments, post them with ease, smart code logic when it comes to completing your notes for the same or similar procedures on multiple teeth. If you want efficiency and efficacy and reliability, CareStack is free. And then what can people expect from CareStack? First and foremost, you can expect superior customer service. I was one of the things that really I needed to utilize as a private practice from scratch, de novo pediatric practice. I were bloody things. I had no idea what it took to make a business run. I had leadership experiences from previous job opportunities, but nothing which I was running a business of my own. There are a lot of educational videos available through CareStack University. Once you're uh, a user and the, the customer service is spectacular, it's a magnificent software. CareStack's the place. CareStack is the all-in-one cloud-based practice management software. So click the first link in the show notes below to schedule a free personalized demo. 
And if you like what you see in that demo, you get an exclusive deal just for being a listener of the Dental Marketer Podcast. And the exclusive deal is you get one month for free, 10% off your annual subscription, and 50% off your setup fee. Again, that's one month of free service, 10% off your annual subscription, and 50% off your setup fee. So click on the first link in the show notes to find out more. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Dental Marketer Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Arias. And in this episode, I am speaking with Dr. Carrie Cunningham. As a team, we're going to identify what your temperament is so we can learn what to say, what not to say, or not even what not to say, but how to say something so that our intention and our method in our message lands on your ears in a way that you receive it. That leads to changing your uh, actions toward a positive outcome. She's been on the podcast before. She was on episode 355, Panther Pediatric Dentistry. That's the name of her practice. And in this episode, we kind of recap a little bit the reason why she decided to call her practice Panther Pediatric Dentistry. But in this episode, we go a little bit deeper and we discuss what has happened since the last interview with her, which was about a little over a year ago. We talk about what has she learned what has she let go of? What does she have to pivot or change? Any advice for people in their one year, two year startup? Um, and then what's her 2023 goals? And we dove pretty deep into um, her team, how she identifies the rowers in her boat, meaning there's going to be some people who are rowing in the right direction. There's some people who aren't rowing at all. There's some people who are rowing in the opposite direction. So she discusses what action steps we need to take, what she took in order to make sure she either lets them go, replaces them, or helps them to row in the right direction. It's a really, really good episode. Uh, we talk a lot about team. And throughout this process, her team has changed um, quite a bit, just like a lot of ours has. So listen to how she discusses that. We also discuss how she terminates uh, some employees, how she finds the right balance, uh, especially when not overworking the employees. How does she identify the strengths and the weaknesses? Not the weaknesses, but um, opportunities of the employees. She bases them off of temperaments, which is fantastic. I really appreciate how she uses that. And then she also breaks down for us her performance improvement plan. So she gets into that as well. So guys, without further delay, here is Dr. Carrie Cunningham. Carrie, how's it going? Oh my goodness, everything is fabulous. How about you? Good, good, good. We're excited to have you back. You were on episode 355, Panther. And I remember you gave us a whole wonderful definition of why you decided to call it uh, Panther Pediatric. Why was that again? So I am a product of Euclid City Schools in Northeast Ohio, and we were the Blue and Gold Panthers. And I went to the University of Pittsburgh for undergrad, and we were also the Blue and Gold Pit Panthers. And when I was opening up my practice and was contemplating doing all of the planning, at the time, our Euclid Police Department was not being too friendly to mm -hmm. people of color. And there was a lot of um, brutality and just challenging moments for people in the community. And so I oftentimes practices will name themselves after the community in which they're located. And I could not uh, see myself calling the practice Euclid P 
pediatric dentistry sharing the same initials as the police department that was being so unkind mm-hmm. to uh, my brothers and sisters of color. Yeah. So I said, you know, and if anything, what else is really screaming Euclid and hometown? And that was, hey, I'm, I'm embodying the Panther mentality, um, being a Euclid Panther and a Pitt Panther. So Panther Pediatric Dentistry, it was. Mm-hmm. So I managed to land a really nice uh, marketing and website development team and uh, was inspired by one of the images they had given me. And I kind of outlined, and I said, give me a Panther on top of a molar. It looks like she's walking with poise, grace, dignity. And like she's commanding the respect that I try to live day in and day out. And they delivered. And I absolutely love our logo. We get wonderful compliments about it. Yeah, I know. That's nice. So Euclid is with the E, right? EU? So it would be EPD? Yes. Euclid Police Department. So it would be Euclid Pediatric Dentistry. Okay, I can see the EPD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't want that. Didn't want it. Yeah, no, now it's PPD, right? Mm-hmm. Anthropediatric okay. dentistry. <laughs> nice. Okay. Well, I like smile that. Smile with Panther Pride. There you go. Yeah. No, it's good. And so we did that episode. I want to say it was, well, it went live in October 5th around 2021. It's been a little over a year now. Yeah. yeah. What's been happening? Time has been flying. We just celebrated at the end of November our fourth year of our private practice, Scratch Pediatric Dental Startup. Um, and it's been quite a wild ride. The team that I have today does not look like the team I had when I opened up four years ago. Okay. There are some ones that have remained with me. Um, I employ my sister as our marketing consultant. And my husband, of course, will always be affiliated with the practice. <laughs> He's been here um, since he had immigrated to the United States in 2019, when he's been a part of the Panther Pride since then, and even during the beginning stages as we were dating and really having a good, solid foundation and friendship. Uh, but otherwise, I mean, I am, this has been a year, a few years of growth, understanding, extending grace and patience to, to one another and to myself, just going through this process and leaning on colleagues and friends and other resources. I call my dream team, the folks who helped me get started. Utilizing them and their feedback and their experiences to just continue trudging forward and upward. Got you. So you said, how long have you been married? About three and a half years. Three. Almost. Hey, almost congrats. It'll be the half, three and a half years. Oh, man. Because you said he immigrated. So I was like, oh, where, where was he from? Kenya. Oh, snap. Nairobi, Kenya. Well, he's from Kisumu, Kenya. But uh, I was doing a pediatric dental mission trip through an organization called Global Dental Relief. Mm-hmm. And in 2013, they had added Kenya to their list of countries in which they were serving. And I did not want to be a part of their first go-round out there. So I said, I'll go in 2014. Mm-hmm. And that was also the year I turned 30, so I celebrated my 30th birthday. Now I'm dating myself there. Um, <laughs> I celebrated my 30th birthday in Kenya on safari, but he was... Working in sterilization, which was right across the room where I was treating children. And all the other volunteers had someone from the dental clinic in their room just to facilitate with dialogue and cultural needs, that sort of stuff, and understanding for the children who were being treated. And then they ran out by the time they came to me. So I was in the room 
uh, with my assistant, who was also a volunteer. And um, and when a kiddo would would act a little uh, pre-cooperative, the word we like to use in pediatric dentistry, pre-cooperative, my husband, Vincent, now husband, Vincent had walked out of the sterilization and he was speaking Swahili to the children. He had this very deep, you can think very white kind of voice. And I said, I don't know what he's talking about, but I could <laughs> listen to that for the rest of my life. And we had taken a photo together and I remember sending it to my mom and sister. And I said, I don't know how, when, where, under what circumstances, but this man here is your future son and brother-in-law. And the Lord saw fit to allow me to travel back year after year. So I went 14, 15, 16, and 17. And then my husband mm. had gotten a visitor's visa because that voice was for nothing, wasn't for anything. Staying yeah. in choirs. And he had gotten invited, one of the choirs he sang with was invited to an international interfaith gospel conference and convention in Oakland, California. So near you would somewhere in that state. Yeah, wow. Okay. I went out there and surprised him. And then ultimately our friendship then blossomed into a relationship and a marriage proposal. And here we are, a wonderful right. partnership. I know. Okay, wow, that's so good. That's interesting. Okay, so then this year, since the last time we spoke, let's just say since the past year, right, of right now, what have you learned, Carrie? So Ooh, I've learned. Yeah. I've learned a lot. I've learned to let go. And literally, I mean, we hear it a lot. You let go and let God. And this year has taught me that you've got to do just that. Uh, I kind of have been summarizing. I summarize a lot of things in, in acronyms. And, you know, we, we want to work as a team in which together everyone achieves more. That's not mine, you know. Uh, but another one we might hear is teamwork makes the dream work. Mm -hmm. And I came into this whole project, this, this business with a vision and a mission to serve. And we try to stay mission and vision oriented and have a goal. Um, we had a word of the year was impact. So how can we impact and, and increase our visibility and services and access to our uh, quality, compassionate care? And, uh, and recognizing that when, when you have this team, we're all human. Mm -hmm. and, and no one is perfect. And, and the challenging thing about being a business owner and a leader is really having to evaluate your team and recognize that we're all in this lifeboat called the practice. Yeah. And, and not everyone in your lifeboat is rowing with you. Some might not be rowing at all. Some might be rowing in a different direction. And some may very well be poking holes. And, and bring water and then and it's just being counterproductive. So it's, to me, it's important to have relationships with my team members. And of course, we all talk about having an open door policy, but really being an individual in which team members can come to you with a concern or a complaint or um, some sort of need for acknowledgement and it, their concerns don't fall on deaf ears. So for you to hear that you've got a quality team member who is struggling because the environment that another team member is creating is, is unfavorable, is counterproductive, it's challenging to navigate to maintain the, the forward and upward trajectory that we aim to go through every day mm -hmm. and make sure that it doesn't just go in one ear and out the other. We are all experiencing the the changes and the challenges with staffing as far as our workforce goes and, and recognizing that 
good team members leave for a host of reasons, but one of the big ones is because of poor management and to allow some sour apples to remain in the practice because you need bodies there, whereas it might it may very well be quite the turnoff and cause your really good, hardworking, very ethical team members to seek employment elsewhere because the environment that you have allowed to continue day in and day out is is uncomfortable and and makes them want to exit stage left with a quickness. Did you see that happening quite a bit in your your team? Like some good team members left and you're like, why? Not, no. Okay. <laughs> I'm saying that to help other people not lose good team Gotcha, gotcha, okay. So, so for me, having an open door policy and and hearing team members, we're, we're just not having a moment to to bitch and complain. That's that's not, it's, if you have a concern, what can we do about it? Have you addressed it? And then as, if you have, what has come out of that? So typically if an issue is coming to me, there needs to be some action. Mm-hmm. And so with the communication that I've had with team members, what then lead to, thank you for that information. And then I'm going to want to address it with the team member that is that sour app. And then we're going to have a conversation. And it could be we, we manage, we, we haven't left some challenges in our personal lives. We haven't left those at the door. We have brought them into Panther Pediatric Dentistry. And now we have created an environment in which the team cannot work effectively and efficiently because you're not 100% there carrying baggage on your shoulders, hindering you from doing your best. And, and so it has led to individuals that I have had to terminate. And while in, in a situation where they're just there, where you seem like there's not enough folks out there to do the job in the first place, mm-hmm. to have that comfort, to have that confidence in, the, in the, the good apples that you have on the team, to also not overwork them so that they want to leave because they're wearing multiple hats. Whereas if you would have more hands on deck, we could spread out those stresses. But taking those things into account, which to create, make the team know that I'm trying to make the environment better for them, has then led to a spectacular result in which now we're in a position to we're working harder than we ever have before. Not negatively, we're working smarter. Let me say that. We're working smarter than we ever have before. We are way much more efficient with the way that we spend our time. and. People are not feeling overworked. We're seeing more patients than we have in the past. Like it's just, but we're not having the hangups of the team member who just couldn't quite understand which is the right patient to bring back and which chair do they go in. When you remove those sour apples or sour grapes, and then everyone just recognizes we're not having to micromanage each other or direct. Everyone can legitimately pull their own weight and and tasks are evenly distributed. And we also agree. I try to identify people's strengths and help maximize their ability mm-hmm, yeah. and to shine with their strengths instead of asking someone to do something that I know good and doggone well they hate doing. I may very well find someone else to do that task so that my strong person in this world can continue to be strong in these ways and these other tasks are not being left out. It's just been a huge, beautiful Thing when you recognize those who are rowing in the other direction, those who are poking holes in your lifeboat, 
and those who are just sitting there while everyone else is paddling, identifying those individuals and and relieving them of their duties yeah. to allow them to go and, and, and be and do something else somewhere else and allow your team to really strive so we maintain our mission and vision focused um, activities day in and day out. Yeah. So don't be afraid to let people go who are not helping you achieve your dreams. If you have to fire them, let them go. Because oh, yeah. the folks who are there for you and are there for the patients and the clientele in which you're treating will perform even better because they no longer have to deal with another team member who is bringing down the morale of the team. Yeah, I kid. Okay, so then real quick, how many team members do you have? Six in the clinic when we're treating patients. Okay, so six in the clinic when you're treating patients. You talked about identifying the rowers and good team members leave because of a poor management. So we rewind a little bit. Has it ever been to, or have you experienced, or what can you speak on the part where it's like, somebody comes up to you like, Carrie, man, like, I, I wish I can let someone go, but they're just, they're just great with numbers right now. And I, I just need them here right now with me. Although they're, you know what I mean? Like they're bringing the morale down, but they're doing their job, but it doesn't feel... Good. Right. I think in that regard, so my experience being in, I was a dental director for some years in a community health center. We may or may not have talked about that in the previous podcast. I, I think those experiences in that, that HR, where I feel like a lot of our colleagues are coming out of school or out of residency without some of that leadership experience, and then they have a passion and a drive to open up a practice of their own. And now they're thrust into this, you know, this leadership role. And you're kind of like, but how do I, how do I tread these waters? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, again, feel that it's, it's having an understanding of your, your team. A lot of folks might do personality tests. I like to do temperament in my practice. And um, so a temperament is different from a personality, whereas a personality tends to fluctuate based on your age, your environment, mm-hmm. you know, work, play, your birth order, things that can modify throughout one's lifetime. But your temperament is more your innate wiring. It's who you are. Um, it's how you respond to things that are coming your way and you do it with consistency, whether you realize it or not. And so we, we utilize a, a book called um, I Said This, You Heard That. And uh, we, we, it was a small group that my husband and I had taken in church or a small group course. And so I really, we learned a lot as newlyweds about each other. And these are the, these are God given talents and ways of being, and it's those cannot be altered. So if I'm certain ways and my husband is certain ways, and we make this lifelong commitment in the presence of our family and God, then we have to figure out how to effectively communicate. Mm-hmm. And and so we I have taken those principles and brought them into the practice. And what we're going to do as a team, we're going to identify what your temperament is so we can learn what to say, what not to say, or not even what not to say, but how to say something so that our intention and our method in our message lands on your ears in a way that you receive it. That leads to changing your um, actions toward a positive outcome. So if I have someone who might be strong in some regards, but they're not, you know, they might be rubbing some folks the wrong way. Um, then we have that like coming to Jesus moment. We're going to talk one-on-one. I try not to put my team members to have to be face-to-face 
unless we really do need a conflict mediation session. And I can appreciate my years as a conflict mediator in middle school and high school that has really come into to, to fold into super help as a business owner and team leader. Mm-hmm. And we have those conversations because they may very well not even think that they're coming off a certain kind of way. So I will bring some of the examples that team members might say. And of course, you this is the sandwich technique. You praise them and then you tell them your concerns and we mm-hmm. find another positive way to to sandwich that together and ultimately come up with a what are our next steps. And sometimes those next steps may very well be a written warning um, that we start the progressive action process. In addition to like a performance improvement plan, then not only am I telling you what's not okay, I'm going to also share with you, these are some resources that I want you to explore and we're going to touch base on these things again to make sure that you understood the principles going to have check-ins either weekly or every two weeks. And there's a period in time in which we've got to see some changes positively, <laughs> and then they must be sustained in order for your employment here to continue. So break it down to me, if you can. If anybody listening right now is like, oh, I want to copy this performance improvement plan. What sure. is that? Performance improvement plan, identify the violation in which you're, you're, you're bringing this circumstance to your team member. So it helps that you have an employee handbook, that you know what your own policies are, <laughs> and you adhere to those policies and kind of and enforce them. You know, whether it's attendance and punctuality, whether it's professional conduct, or do we have someone who disappears into the break room when there's patient care and they're on their cell phone? Are they mm-hmm. frequently grabbing a snack and yet there is no medical reason that's been, you know, provided to justify the need for multiple meal breaks throughout the day mm-hmm. um, that would be protected under, you know, an Americans with Disabilities Act? Something along those lines. Are we just having folks who are frankly violating? So maybe, you know, Laura, we'll talk about it once or twice. Hey, noticing that you're a little tardy. Got to make sure that we're here. You know, we have a X number of minute grace period. You are missing that with consistency. I like those black and white sort of instances where I can say this is when you have clocked in mm-hmm. and be able to provide those things and those infractions that they've made. And then we're going to talk about uh, what the policy is. You'd like to make sure that you have supplied with them what they have violated. So they, now we have the actions that are in con, stark contrast to what is expected of you from an employee handbook that they signed, acknowledging their receipt. So then you're just having these, these layers of protection in place. And um, then your performance improvement plan might be, let's say, if there's an individual who I'm going to leave the computer on or they're taking their sweet time, you know, they're going to change their clothes before they punch out. Well, that's, that's not what that is, or you're going to leave the computer on. This, these are not examples that have happened in my practice, but <laughs> if you're going to leave the computer on, hey, can you, can you punch me out when you, when you leave? Or some this things like that. Um, unapproved overtime, that has happened in my office, and it was corrected. <laughs> so, yeah. so we're, well, we're, we're not, so that's the time. And there are resources that are out there. You can find an article. You know, you Google a lot of these things and they'll take you to different resources. And so it's kind of like homework. You say, you know what, you're, these, these are 
to address the attendance and punctuality. Please read this article. And of course, you supply it to them. And, and it's about how teamwork requires everyone on the team to be playing a role. And when you do not show up one time, then everything, the whole operation is affected. So please read this article and we will discuss on such and such a date. You know, and it might be two or three items that I want them to review or might be, and please write down how this, you know, the most profound or two things about this article that really resonated with you that relates to the issue at hand and, and what you're going to do to, to minimize future infractions. And then you, you keep things, this performance improvement plan might last one month. You know, I don't mm-hmm. want to give it too short of a time. And then what happens if it's not completed? You've yeah. got to let them know a second write-up or depending on what the infraction is and what your handbook says, if, if the next step is you get a written warning and then up to and including termination, then you, you put that in there. You might boldface it, yeah. <laughs> you might highlight it to make sure that they understand that we're serious and what you have to do is then with it. You don't deviate from it because then team members think you're not serious. If they, if, if you allow it to happen, then it becomes okay. And then, well, what does the write-up from Dr. Carey even mean? Yeah. She doesn't follow through because she's more worried about bodies in here so that we can see these patients in a timely fashion than actually creating an environment in which there are consequences for the poor actions that a team member may very well display. So it's being consistent as a team leader and it's those sorts of enforcement and experiences that when you follow through, will either that individual will improve and then the team continues to improve or they improve for a little bit, but you have to note that it must be sustainable and if you notice that they're backtracking and it leads to yet another write-up and your policies might mean, hey, if I write you up two or three times, we're done. Mm-hmm. We're, this is the up to, this is the including termination. Point. Yeah. And then you've got to hold on to that. And maybe sometimes when you have someone who's on a PIP, a performance improvement plan, you're, you're secretly trying to figure out where you may very well recruit someone from their position if they seem as though they could care less about improving. It's always trying to trying to be one or two steps ahead or at least recognizing when you may very well need to pivot and how can you pivot in a way where you can still be productive, your team can still feel engaged and again, not overworked and frustrated to the point where they then seek employment elsewhere. Yeah, I like that. So then, you mentioned you like when they are black and white instances where it's like, okay, you were late, right? And the email lady said, would you consider that unapproved over time a little bit gray or to you, where is it where it's like not a black and white instance? I think some of the more subjective things are, let's say I'm out on a meeting, I'm at a meeting and I'm not in the office. And so it's team members who are here. Maybe the team is working, mainly that I can't witness it. I have, mm-hmm. I was not there and it's coming by the hearsay. I have team members who can work under general supervision and they can work when I'm not present in the office. And so when there are reports where then if it's all support staff and there's the expectation that we're bringing patients back so that teeth can be cleaned and x-rays can be taken and we can do the things that are allowed 
with those delegable responsibilities and it's not being done. Oh, this day turned out to be really, really challenging because so-and-so, every time there was a patient ready, they disappeared to the restroom. If I wasn't there to witness, then I can't see firing someone off of that. But it may very well, it will, it will generate us having a conversation to let them know that I know that someone has reported to me about their actions or lack thereof, especially when I'm not there. Every mind of what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. And I think for some of those team members, I then made it. So, you know what, if I'm not here, neither are you, mm. you know, so if I'm not, att- if and so that we're going to just, because a lot of them would say, I don't even know why she came in today. She might as well have just stayed home. You know, yeah. if I was at a, a conference of some sort and I wasn't in the office. That says, can you get through the day without her? What does the day need to look like without this team member here that makes you feel like you have put in a solid and honest day's work. They tell me what it is, and that's what we do. So I'm not going to bring a team member on who is going to make the day even even more challenging. And then when the team member is not there, then the team does just as well, if not better, in a more timely fashion, because we don't have to go and explain after huddle when every single patient shows up, what we're supposed to be doing, which x-rays do we need to take? We covered that all day. If you aren't paying attention, we're, it just, it doesn't work. So you just sometimes have to make the, I don't know if this is true, but I was told, you know, it was explained in church some years ago that when baby birds are born and the mama bird is trying to get them to fly get out of the nest, she starts to bring sharp twigs, thorny bushes and and branches into the nest to make it uncomfortable for the babies to just stay in the nest. She builds them up. And then, of course, the babies keep rising higher and higher in the nest until now there's <laughs> the nest floor is near the opening and there's really no rest to be had and babies hop on out and they learn to fly. So uh, sometimes as a business owner, you have to make the environments uncomfortable for those uh, sour apples so that they realize that, hmm, maybe I should go or I'm going to start looking elsewhere. So when I start cutting hours, then you might want to be more inclined to find some place else that can utilize you more. I like that. No, yeah. Paperwork's always easier when they find another job and they go to resign. (laughs) Yeah. No, I like that. You're like kind of um, gently guiding them out, right? Or not gently, but you're just guiding them out, right? You're like, this is... Let's find a way out for you. And now I have a question. Has it ever happened? Or maybe you might know someone. They started, they were a bad apple, a bad grape. You're like, you're not even rowing. Or maybe you're rowing, but in the other direction. Then they turned around and now they're rowing. Now they're like, thank you so much. I, I needed that wake up call. Or is that rare? I haven't experienced that too much. Or they row for a period of time. They row with you until maybe they think it's been long enough and you forgot that they got in trouble for these actions and then the things pop up. So it's just, again, being, uh, having that relationship with your team. And it's not like I'm requesting people to snitch, but the team knows and understands my passion enough that if there's someone who's not rowing, I do have from temperament, and my husband is one of them, the phlegmatic is the color green. And phlegmatics do not like confrontation. They thrive in peace, in harmony. They don't like to get things started. 
So my husband will honestly be one of the very last people to come and tell me about something or someone that's going on in the the practice. So it's understanding the temperaments of my team members so that if I have a phlegmatic who comes to me, I know it must be addressed because normally they can go ahead and just tolerate anything. So whatever you want on my back or they'll just circumvent, you know, they'll negate some of the frustrations or the annoyances of some team members. But one of my phlegmatics, and I have two, if one of my phlegmatics comes to me with a concern, I know it must be addressed. And mm-hmm. if it happens to be a repeat concern, then it's just, if the person was wrong, hey, she was doing okay, but now we're back to the way that we were. Okay, then we're, I got to have another conversation. And so then there's, there's, there's that aspect of things. And just yeah. learning more than just the surface of your team members is so important to make sure that we're able to maximize everyone's strengths and not necessarily downplay their weaknesses. And I don't like calling them weaknesses. I like to call mm-hmm. them areas of opportunity. And identifying those and helping team members who are also willing to acknowledge those and recognize that there could be some improvements made. And if I have given you tools and tools and tools, and we can't seem to really bring that to our inner being (laughs) and change for the better long-term, remember I said sustainability, it must be sustainable. And in four years, I will say there's no one who has been with me for four years. Yet, let me say yet, (laughs) there's no one here that's been here since I opened my doors. And that's okay. But I I look at practices who are telling, you know, I have had my dental hygienist for 25 years. And I go, one day, one day that would be me. But it's it's to have that loyalty and, and that expectation of your team members and hold everyone accountable. Everyone has a job to do. And I I can't slack on the job that I do because that means some child is getting subpar. So I can't expect or really understand that we're all human, but I can't expect or allow my team members to create an environment in which our mission and vision cannot be upheld. Yeah. No, I completely, I like that. I like how you know your team. Like you really know them to where it's like, if she came or he came and you're like, I can, you know, I can brush that off a little bit. But if it's like this person comes, you're like, oh, snap, it must be pretty serious. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's that investment that I take in them that leads to that comfort and them knowing that I will have their back. Mm -hmm. You know, the things that we will tolerate or will not tolerate, especially from parents. You know, of our patients and that we don't do the bullying, we don't do profane language, we're yeah. we're not disrespectful. And if you if you speak with my team members with disrespect, this is not the place tribute. Yeah. Um, and so we've got little codes, code violet. You know, if, if I hear a code violet from any team member, I'm stopping what I'm doing. That means that someone at the front is acting a hot mess. Oh, really? Has that happened quite a bit or no? Not quite quite a bit, but when it happens, like, again, if something comes to me, I have such amazing gatekeepers in this practice. Yeah. That very rarely do I hear about something that's happened at the front. But if if it's being brought to my attention, you can pretty much bet your bottom dollar that person will not be making it to the back. (laughs) So if I have to stop patient care for an adult who's behaving like an irresponsible individual, mm-hmm. this is this is the place for you. Yeah, I will do it. I'm not going to be disrespectful. 
and I, I will hear you out. But sometimes people just need to be heard. Again, mm-hmm. conflict mediation. Sometimes people just need their side of the story to be heard. And um, but yeah, you share that side of the story, and you're using profane language, or you're being disrespectful, you're being condescending. Nope. <laughs> nope. Not yeah. 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 You know, yeah. I say that we smile with pride or with panther pride, and the smile is yet another acronym. It stands for superior customer service, medically necessary dental care, integrity, leadership, and education. That is what we aim to give every day. If it becomes a mile or a S-M-L-E, you know, then this is not, a, you can't help augment our smiling with pride or our attempts to help you smile with pride, then Panther yeah. Pediatric Industry is, is, is not going to be your family's pediatric dental. Yeah. And I have no problem with that. I mean, I'm not going to be, I have one-star reviews on Google. I have one-star reviews, and I am a firm believer that you should respond to every review. Um, good, bad, indifferent, um, whether they just leave a star and there's no comment, I'm still going to say something about it. Yeah. We're going to utilize that moment for some free advertising for the practice. Let's set the level of expectation. Some parents don't like that I still require masks and that I do not give them away for free. Mm. Uh, I'm, not, I'm a small business. I am not a major hospital. Yeah. And you've gotten four text messages at least that have told you that masks are required to be in this office. And if you chose to not wait, you know, wear one, then outside in the hallway, you wait. Yeah, <laughs> so, no, yeah. There's rules, there's rules, yeah. And it's your rules. practice too. It's your practice, it's your rules. So you get to decide on that. Interesting. Throughout this process, Carrie, what have been some, or let me ask you this. Are you still, I know when we first did it, you were with CareStack. Are you still with CareStack? Oh, yeah. They call me an OG. They wanted to, they, they referred to me as one of the original, like the OGs of CareStack. I was one of the first practices with the with the software when I opened up four years ago, and so we've been growing, we've been growing together, yeah. and it's been fantastic. Absolutely, hands down, still love CareStack. How do you utilize them, like with your workflow? Everything. There's even still aspects of CareStack that I don't utilize yet. And it just didn't, some of the, the wonderful things that they have, like a patient portal. I tried starting, you know, getting folks access to the patient portal when I first opened. And maybe five people had registered. Just email was not the way. It did require an email address. Email just was not the way my patient population would communicate. So I love yeah. CareSAC for um, their text messaging campaigns. They also have email campaigns. So we'll, we, we're working now to um, try to collect an email address from everyone when they're making an appointment or when they're coming in to just update that aspect of things. And so I love the patient engagement features that they have where you can confirm an appointment via text. Some folks don't confirm because they like to continue to get the reminders for these appointments. And that's fine. Whatever. We're learning. We're mm-hmm. learning how our patients understand uh, and prefer to be communicated with. And I love that aspect. I love, again, that it's cloud-based and that I don't necessarily have to be in my practice or connect to a VPN to pull up a patient's record. There's been times where I've been with the team or I've been out of town and the emergency line has gone off. And the way I have things set up in my practice is it would leave a message. It tells you how to leave a message on my line if it's after hours. 
Then after you left, you leave the message and the system calls me on my cell. Mm-hmm. I'm able to listen to your message. I can pull up your child's chart from CareSec, you know, on CareSec from my cell phone, or if I'm at home from, from my computer at home, I'm able to access, like, and say, okay, one, verify if the name and date of birth is actually a patient of record. Those are the people who get my time after hours, <laughs> not strangers or potential patients. I need you to be a patient of record if you're trying to reach me and interrupt my dinner or bedtime <laughs> or vacation. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll have that and I can reference that and I can, I'll call the parent back. If I need a photo, we have a way to, they can email me the photo and I can upload that into their chart. And um, right then and there, I can go to the schedule and find the next available appointment slot. And tell them, hey, I have an opening tomorrow morning at 8.30, can you be there? Um, or, hey, I'm really busy tomorrow, but this is definitely something I don't want to wait. Let's squeeze you in at 11.30 and let's take care of what your kiddo needs. Or, hey, give me your, or they send a photo, kid is swollen, they need antibiotics. I can call in the script and I can still document inside of CareStack what, what I did so that I'm not missing a beat. I'm not trying to keep notes until I'm back in the office. I can do it. When I'm, when I can get internet, (laughs) literally. And I love that aspect. I, I do utilize, I have touchscreen monitors in my clinical space and I absolutely love the swiftness in which we can document conditions of teeth and diagnose and treatment plan. And from there, create patient forms, consent forms, treatment plans that will ultimately lead to the parent just having to sign on the screen. Mm-hmm. and not messing with the different attachments and pins and that sort of stuff. They can sign right there on the screen. And if they want to copy, then we can save and print. If they do not want to copy, then it just remains in the patient record and we maintain a decrease in our carbon footprint by not hoisting paper. Uh, I, I just, I enjoy, I enjoy CareSec. The reporting is, is easy. Just the information is you, you put out what you put in. I had enough experience in different roles. Again, I told you I was the director of a community health center. And we at one point had migrated into a new practice management software. And so to, to be able to configure that and have that experience made designing and configuring my care stack just fun. I mean, am I nerdy for saying that? Like, I really, I really do like it. And um, for a while, I was posting payments just it was very user-friendly, and I was told in one of my um, moonlighting jobs some years ago, don't be that doctor who has no idea how your software works. Mm. Be able to know when you have accounts receivables, understand what outstanding claims mean and how that affects your bottom line, and make sure that you have team members in place that don't let your collections just sit out there. Your your services go out there uncollected. And, yeah. and so I was really able to utilize some very wise words from people throughout my journey in my earlier days of the career to just really put these nuggets in the back of my mind for when it became my time to be a business owner. And so it was, you know, we don't have to find somebody who integrates into the software to send off claims that might charge you five cents or 25 cents a claim to send out. And that's not a, a bill that I have to worry about with CareStack. There's not a, a nickel of text that goes out. That's it's built into the software. I'm not being literally nickel and dime for communicating with my patients. And 
for for what I need as a pediatric dentist, I'm going to say it's not much, but it's not much. And CareStack meets and exceeds it. Like I said, there's still so many aspects of CareStack that I don't even touch. But what I need, it's literally one-stop shopping for me. And very, I don't experience subscription burnout. If I need to attach documents to a claim, they've got the integration there. I pay 12 or 13 bucks a month to be able to do that. Like it's, to me, I just absolutely love the software. The customer service is real good. Really good. They have, you can text for those who like to type in and do the support thing that way. Mm -hmm. That's great. I'm one of those folks. Maybe I'm so OG. I'm like, I go to the text and I say, can somebody please call me? That's good. Yeah. I just want to learn so I can utilize them less. So I love that y'all are there. I love that the support team is there and everyone's so knowledgeable and everyone's so personable and helpful. But I want to, as the business owner, I want my team members to be able to come to me mm-hmm. with an issue so that I can help them fix it. And really, if it's very rare, but it does happen. I go, look, I don't know. You're going to have to ask support that one. And then the thing is, once you learn, you teach me again, because at some point, people's life stages might change. They might get married or their spouse might get a job elsewhere or, you know, and then they relocate. And I I want to make sure that we have standard operating procedures in place, that I understand when things are changing, when CareStack updates and they have new enhancements that come out. How does it all work so that should I be in a situation in which I have lost a team member that this whole lifeboat doesn't just stop and wait in the water because we have no idea what to do next yeah so that's good I just it's great i love care sack i mean wonderful that's good that's good no that's really really good so then one of the last questions i want to ask you is what are now the 2023 goals for you Ooh, i like i like so uh, i like to do a word of the year and we communicate with our team we do quarterly uh, retreats or team meetings to review the quarter and so when we started 2022 the word was impact how can we make a greater impact in the community? And now that we're short years in, the word for 2023 is transformation. What are we, how do we do this thing? And one of the beautiful newer opportunities with CareStack is they're piloting a platinum coaching service that they have where they are really doing a deep dive and helping me analyze and understand more of the business aspect of the practice. So the first couple of years, I knew as a scratch startup, I was like, we need to get butts in the chairs. <laughs> we need some kids. We need some kids, some friends with some kids to bring their kids to the practice so we can serve. We can build the insurance. We get the money. We can pay the bills. I can pay, pay payroll. That sort of stuff. So it's now that we were for four years of getting our name out into the community and making a difference, making that impact. Now we can really dive down into to things. And, and now I'm finally inactivating patients that we have that we last saw. Maybe they came once or twice in 2019 and 2020. But I think it's funny. We send birthday text messages out. That's mm-hmm. that one like autopilot. Yeah. So it's your birthday and you get a birthday text. Like, why are we still sending birthday texts to people who haven't been seen since August of 2020? And so now it's just kind of like it's part of the 
Well, reporting to be more accurate, let's make sure that we're inactivating the patients who have not been here. And I've chosen mm. 18 months because I figure that's three recares that you've missed. So if we haven't seen you in 18 months, then you're considered inactive. And, and then working through that list to identify who are children who should be same day only, who did we maybe miss scheduling their recare appointment. So this process is really encompassing a lot. Um, for us to then be able to accurately know what we're doing, <laughs> to be able to assess how we're doing in 2023. So that's part of our transformation piece. We'll be rolling out, we have rolled out, we piloted last summer a school-based oral health program, we call it SBOP for short. And we've got this cute little bus logo. I put some rims on it. And so we're out in the community. We were with daycares and early childhood development facilities this summer, and we just landed contracts with um, one of the County Head Start programs and the Euclid City School District. All five of their elementary schools have signed on for us to go in, bring access, transform these families' lives and their oral health trajectory, or who might not have come up the hill or up the street to see us in our practice, but... We're going to take dental care, preventive dental care, preventive and diagnostic dental care to these children in an environment that they're familiar in with alongside their classmates, they'll see their teachers, and it's just transformation. I'm super excited about where we're going and working with CareStack in our, in our marketing company to just make sure that we're, we're able to capture the information. I've told them I'm very conscious again about my carbon footprint is that I don't want to, as we're getting these contracts with these schools that have hundreds of children in them. I said, I, we can't be doing paper. It was mm. okay with these daycares that had just 20 kids consent forms. So we're trying to figure out how to do this digitally and to really just, again, be this household name for kids in the community and beyond and families to know, hey, if you're looking for quality, compassionate, comprehensive pediatric dental care for your kid, Panther Pediatric Dentistry is where you need to be. And yeah. I just, I love it. We're, we're moving in a very good direction. And I tell the care stack team with our coaching calls, I don't think, even if they were doing this service last year, I don't think the team I had last year would have been as receptive about all of these changes or these, these details that we're able to, that we're making and identifying now to just help our practice continue to soar. So mm -hmm. I know that everything will happen in God's time and his time is the best time. And like our time is now. And this is, I'm just, I'm, ex I'm elated, blessed. And my husband is also a massage therapist. So that's also part of our transformation and getting a de-stressing doctors and staff, mm -hmm. mobile massage services going on so he can go to doctor, you know, dental offices around town to help us relax. Yeah. You know, to get more folks to do retreats and reward their staff during those moments with some relaxation techniques. Yeah. And just let's get those, let's need those kinks and, and ultimately just put ourselves in a better position, health and wellness wise, was when we're at our best and we can do better for those around us. It's going to be exciting. A lot, a lot of good things coming. We're going to have we, to do part three next year, Mike. No, yeah, for real, for real. We, even sooner than that, because I want to know how you built that whole, actually, if anybody wants to reach out to Carrie, her, her links are going to be in the show notes below, but I would love to know in one of these episodes, maybe you can come on again and let us know how you built these relationships with the school districts, right? Oh yeah. That and and everybody like that, because that that's be really, really interesting. So 
Like I said, guys, if y'all want to reach out to her, it's in the show notes below. Carrie, where can people reach out to you actually? So I'm pretty easy. Panther Pediatric Dentistry at gmail.com. That's what I give out for my colleagues. That's not what I give up for my patients. But colleagues can reach me via email, pantherpediatricdentistry.com, uh, Panther Pediatric Dentistry on Facebook, and Panther underscore Pediatric Dentistry on Instagram. Awesome. So, guys, that's going to be in the show notes below. And, Carrie, thank you so much for being with us. It was a pleasure, and we'll hear from you soon. Thank you for having me. Take care, everybody. Thank you guys so much for tuning into that episode. And Carrie, thank you so much for being a part of the podcast. We appreciate it. We're excited to keep following up with you to see um, where you're going to be taking Panther Pediatric Dentistry and how you've grown as well throughout this whole process. So it's exciting to see that. Uh, guys, if y'all have any questions for Carrie, make sure you go in the show notes below, click on her links, reach out to her there. And at the same time, don't forget, check out CareStack. If you're looking for that practice management software, that all-in-one cloud-based practice management software, Click the first link in the show notes below to schedule a free personalized demo. And if you like what you see, you're going to get an exclusive deal just for being a listener of the Dental Marketer Podcast. And the exclusive deal is one month for free, 10% off your annual subscription, and 50% off your set of fee. So click on the first link in the show notes to find out more. And thank you so much for tuning in, and I'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye.